grab a seat, get comfy. <laughs> um, you know what, this is, this is pretty scary because what I want to share with you this morning, I haven't unpacked from scripture. It's a, it's a testimony of what um, I've seen God doing in and around me and it's sharing my journey over the last few years wrestling with what God has been doing. Um, so what I can say with confidence and just conversations this morning alone have, um, are showing me, are telling me, is that God is near, he's moving and he's doing a new thing. And it's exciting. It is so exciting. Now, often when we begin new things, it's not, it's not always easy. Some things are easy and fun, but when it's significant, I don't think that's the norm. I think you have to wrestle with it. And it's uncomfortable. It's like childbirth. It sucks. But something new is coming. And you just have to push through. Pun intended. <laughs> um, two, two years ago... This is when I felt like perhaps God was starting to move. And two years ago, I didn't recognise it but with hindsight. Everything's great with hindsight. But um, leadership took the opportunity that COVID presented to stop, to pay attention, to seek God, discern and discern where God was leading his church. Not just us, but what was God doing in his church? And take some pretty bold and gutsy steps to align Coast Community with what God was doing. And most of you will probably know this, but it meant a massive shake-up to the way ministry looked here at Coast. Ministries that I cared deeply about and had invested so much of my time, my energy, my gifts into were affected. They had to change. They were going to look different. This was so uncomfortable so confusing, I was sad, I was grieving, not only that things were going to look different, but we, we couldn't even gather together and be mutual support in this process. I was grieving. I could hardly, well, no, I, it's like I couldn't even see God in it. In fact, I didn't believe that God was in it because it felt so bad, let alone that it could be better. In fact, in my most dramatic moments, I thought... Our church is doomed. <laughs> but with hindsight, honest reflection, some of the ways we would, were doing ministry were not as fruitful as they once were. We weren't seeing longevity in people's walk with Jesus. We weren't seeing new believers step into our spaces and our ministry. And not only that... Our teams were burning out. And that's up. And I thought it was, I thought this is what it was called to. Church was not wrong. Those ministries were not wrong. Two years ago, I'm not standing here and saying, two years ago we did church wrong. No. I believe absolutely the way we did ministry, the way we were doing church, was God inspired and anointed for a season. But God is doing something new now. And we're that, and we need to pay attention. 
in the midst of my despair. I was all consumed with what was happening and I was exhausted from it. The constant, constant wrestle of trying to make sense of it. That I was just like, I was ready to throw in the towel. Ring the bell, quit. I'm like, I'm done. Not from my faith, but from vocation of ministry. It was like, it's too hard. Prayed. I'm like, God, if you were doing something, remove the scales from my eyes so I can see it. I want to see what you are doing. And then I was like, God, there has to be more. The God I read about in the Bible, he's parting seas. He's speaking to men through burning bushes that's not being consumed. There's healings, there's miracles, there's signs, there's wonders. Whole cities are coming back to God because one cranky man walks through there going, repent. I'm just like, where's that God? I want to see that. And you know what? A few days later, by divine intervention, my paths crossed with Jade. Some of you have met Jade. Some of you know some of her testimony, and it is an awesome, awesome testimony. And when the time is right, she will share <laughs> that with us all. But through Jade, God showed me his power in a way that was unexpected. It wasn't big, it wasn't showy, but it was so powerful. And it was so significant. God reached out to Jade without any human. He spoke to her at night in the depths of her despair, and I'm not being dramatic, and told her to go off her shelf downstairs. And she did. And she picked it up and she read it from cover to cover. She worked out that that wasn't the whole Bible, it was just a New Testament that had been given to her. So she actively went out and got a whole Bible and she's read that from cover to cover. Jade's never stepped into church before. Like, this is God speaking to her. The words that she read spoke truth, hope and encouragement into her. Jade's journey so far has been one of healing, restoration, freedom from addiction and a sense of peace that literally transcends all understanding. And she will testify that. The Holy Spirit is doing a work in her and revealing things to her that have taken 20 years for me to have a revelation about. It is some to see what God is doing in and through Jade. Um, she even, we caught up a couple of times, maybe two or three times, and she was saying, I really, really, really want to get baptised. And I was like, okay, well, guess what? We're having baptisms at church in a couple of weeks. And you know what? Warren Perks, who gave her the Bible, I don't know, a year before? Two years before this encounter with God. Three years. <laughs> I'm like, Warren's getting baptised. How beautiful would it be if you got baptised together? And she's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, nah. <laughs> I need to do it now. Two days later, we're at Terrigal Haven. We've invited a few people from church, didn't want to overwhelm her. And we're down there and we're baptising Jade. And in a few weeks, we have the privilege of baptising her daughter, Utoria. It's not just Jade. It's flying to her family. All this without any Christian friends, without stepping into a church, God spoke 
and something significant and powerful happened. And you know what? It's been the highlight of my faith journey to see the work that God's doing in Jade. Keep it together so I can keep it together. (laughs) This, this is why I wanted to be in ministry, to see that happen so far and so wide and to so many people. And I really think I just had this weird idea that if we put on well-polished services and had really fun youth ministry and great events, people would step into that and then God would do his thing. My encounter with Jade made me question all of that. Do I have anything to do with it? Probs not. God showed me only he can draw people to himself and it's not my responsibility for their salvation. That's his. My responsibility and our responsibility is to disciple those he calls, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this world. Not in, not out there. Um, it's not our job to convince people that there is a God. He can do that on his own. Perfectly fine. <laughs> I'm getting an amen. Um, but what we can do is open their minds and their hearts to the possibility that there is a God. And that's through our actions. No matter what we are doing or where we are, you don't have to be in ministry. The thing, two um, key things that kept coming up for me, themes of things that were just popping up in, in devotions, in, in scripture, in conversation, in podcasts, anything I was engaging with, seemed to be repentance and devotion. I'm not talking about repentance like fire and brimstone, eternal burn or we're all going to hell, not like that, but like a repentance from letting go of what was and turning to what is now. Accepting and acknowledging that maybe I got it wrong and maybe I've been thinking about this wrong and it's time to turn in, lean in to what God's doing. Not only that, but devote myself to what he's doing, not what I want, not what I think he should be doing. (laughs) I do do that. God, I I think you should be doing this. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways. God knows what he's doing. We've got to devote ourselves to what he is asking us to do. Not what other churches are doing, but what he's asking us to do. We need to devote ourselves to seeking and waiting patiently. And that's hard sometimes on hearing from where he wants us to go. I want to be someone that devotes myself to be on the mission that God is leading and calling me into. With a willing heart and eyes to see and hands that are ready to respond. Collectively, if we all engage in this personally, we can have a far more greater reach people like Jade in our everyday places instead of trying to bring them in to this and moving like this as the church will be more like one of those news graphics where pandemic is spreading you see it spread out 
I'm coming to the net. We can get out. <laughs> um, the worship team told me I had to be very when they should get back up. <laughs> God is God is moving, 100%. I'm so certain. I think we can all. I think we all have this sense. There is a sense of hope and expectancy rising up in people. This is coming through conversations with you. People are having spirit-led abrupt changes in perspective. People call to go and have a kingdom influence beyond this place in fresh new ways. Kevin Sheehan, Tanya McGuinness, Kathy Pascoe. There's someone else I'm forgetting. Candice, that's the one. They've all been called into fresh new things. People are having dreams, visions and prophesying. And this is how we know that he's near. Because we can't do that on our own. We need to lean into his presence. Isaiah 55 verse 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. A hundred percent God is preparing us for something. And he's, if he's preparing us, you can bet your butt that he is doing that in the world. When it rains, it rains in everyone's backyard. And if like the recent weather event hasn't been a good object lesson of that, I don't know what there is. But we need to be prepared. Last week might have been just a, just a taste of what this place could look like. There's a fresh anointing on us, disciple makers. Let's seek the Lord. Let's go and meet those people where they're at. In the car parks, bus stops, hospitals, workplaces, our homes. There is no shortage of chaos or crisis in our world that we can't be hands and feet to people. Goal is not getting them to church or even to get them saved. It's letting them see that God is at work and experiencing him through us. So... I hope that's encouraging. <laughs> it's big, it's, like, it's not, you know, but it is exciting because he is in it and he's a part of it and you can start praying. <laughs> um, we'd like to open up a space for you to be able to posture yourself in worship, ready to hear from God what your part and what your mission looks like as part of the church, as part of his church. And I do believe, I do believe that there is an anointing for whatever that calling is. And now is the time to step in and to lean into that. And that's because he's near, he's moving and he's doing a new thing. So if you want to stand, we're going to sing Waymaker anymore because he is the only one that makes a way. You just engage however you feel you want to. If you would like prayer, we've got a prayer team um, that maybe, would you mind been available on the sides you can get prayer after if if you want as well um 
if you engage in worship, open your heart up, posture your God, I think you will be amazed to what he can speak to you.